Jim Berenger alongside Mark Weiss, season two, episode 26, again, live on location. No Coach Jay with us tonight. He's on assignment. He'll be back next week. We are here live for game three of the Stanley Cup semifinal between the New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning. And boy, oh boy, are we in for a treat tonight. We're going to have some live fans give us their reactions. Well, let's talk with Mark Weiss. Let's talk about back in studio, the first two games of this thing. How do you how did you see the first two games play out so far? To quote Charles Dickens, it was a tale of two cities. Uh, in the same city, as a matter of fact, game one, I think, was all Islanders, except for maybe five minutes when the champs decided they might grace the presence of their fans with a little action. But for the most part, it was uh, it was Barry Trotz's boys dominating game one. And I would say the same for game two would be flip it over. I think game two looked like total control. The champs decided, oh, we, we might not want to go 0-2 when they dominated that game. And so now we're sitting at 1-1, and we got ourselves a series. Absolutely, I agree. We had the Marriott behind me now. Now we got the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. I like the way the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, broke down that neutral zone trap using their speed. I wrote about the recap after the game using their defense to open up the neutral zone for them. That's what um, Vegas did to the uh, Montreal Canadiens in game one of their series. It was very interesting to see Simeon Varlamov come back into that game after getting run over by Braden Point, which probably wasn't a penalty. But Sorokin played well for himself. And to see him not finish out the game was a little strange. I think maybe the injury had a, a lot to do with some of the goals he gave up. Yeah, there's no question about it. And I question at the moment, like, 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 why not stick with Sorokin? Why, why would you go back to the guy who has just been tested for concussion protocol? I mean, even though he was cleared, he still obviously might have been a little dazed and confused. Sounds like a Led Zeppelin album or Led Zeppelin song. But the reality of it is the, the kid didn't give up any goals in the time he was out there. So let him stay at that point. And unless Mr. Trotz was a lot smarter than both of us, knew something we didn't know. But I, I wouldn't have rushed that guy back. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I don't think that uh, – I don't think you would have, uh, shall we say, go back to an injury injured Varlamov. And, you know, the Islanders made a great point after the game that, you know, Brandon Point maybe should have gone to concussion protocol as well because he was involved in that collision as well. True. And I know both guys finished the game, but you got to wonder, you know, little head-scratcher there in regards to that. And another head-scratcher is how does – four Four guys wearing stripes, miss seven guys on the ice. It's it, you got four guys out there. I mean, you and I both work as solo refs a lot, and you know we miss stuff just because we can't see everything. We we only have two sets of eyes. You got eight. You got eight eyes out there, and yet they 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 miss that one. And not to mention that there's other people watching who can signal to them from the crowd who are part of the league protocol who can tell them, "Hey, you missed something. Take a look at it." You know, but. Hey, you know, as a prideful referee, sometimes you miss things. You ask your partners and ask them to help you out. I had that happen on, on Monday night. I was roughing a game. I lost sight of the puck. It went in the net and came out. I couldn't see it. I went. They were yelling and screaming at me. I went over to my lines and I said, did you get a good look? 
He said, yeah, I got a good look. I said, in or out? He goes, totally in. I went, go. You know, because my ego don't count. I want to get the call right. But some of these guys in zebra stripes, they got ego. Absolutely. I agree with you on that. And that was a big turning point in that game because, you know, Tampa Bay scores make it 2-1. If that, if, if they call a penalty there, the Islanders is going to the power play. And maybe it's a different game. And maybe the Islanders are up 2-0, headed back to Nassau Coliseum. Instead, the series is tied at 1-1. And, you know, give credit, you know, to John Cooper and, and the Lightning for, you know, changing it up, mixing it up, because they knew they didn't play their best in game one. They didn't play like the champs. They let the Islanders dictate play, and then they did. And, you know, Matt Barzell gets another goal. That's four goals in five games for him. The Islanders' power play is starting to click. And it's going to be interesting to see if uh, John Gabriel, Gabriel Pajot goes tonight. He didn't take the morning skate, and he's questionable tonight for game three. So right now it's Zajac with Palmieri and Wallstrom. And I got I'm going to be interested to see what the line rushes are come uh, pregame warmups tonight. If Pajot doesn't go, that's a big piece missing on that third big line. Of the it's, a, it's a huge loss for them. Gigi Pajot has been a great player for them this, this postseason. Been a great player for them, period. You know, great acquisition. And I – think they're going to stay guarded on that it might be right up to puck drop type of decision but if he's not out there in warm-ups I don't see him pulling a Willis Reed I I agree totally agree I don't think he's going to be coming out if he's not that out there in warm-ups I would be surprised if he didn't skate maybe he does take the warm-up tonight with those guys because you know one game okay the rest of the series against against Tampa Bay is going to be tough you know it's funny because a guy like Pajot He's been a great piece for Lamorello, who, by the way, has been nominated for GM of the year. And we both agree that I think it's Bergman's to lose. But give credit for Lamorello to pick up guys like Paul Mary and Pajo. Well, the question I ask you is, when was the voting taking place? If it happened during the regular season, I think Lou wins it. Because quite honestly, the Islanders had a much more successful regular season numbers-wise than the Habs did. But if it's based on where we're at right now in the playoffs – it's it's called the Bergevin Trophy. <laughs> That's simple as simple as can be because you know there aren't too many people. Maybe you can count them on one finger that we know who predicted the Habs to be this far. Exactly, I know no one expected Montreal to be this far, and you got to give credit to Bergevin because he did win the offseason. We've talked about this numerous times, but Lamorel seems to keep winning the trade deadline, and he still got it. And he's got these Islanders in a position. You know, I was listening to the radio coming in here, stuck in traffic. Uh, you know, coming over to Long Island. And they were saying it's a must-win for game game three is a must-win for the Islanders, which I agree because you know the Tampa can come back from being being down two-one. I don't know if the Islanders have the firepower to come back from being down two-one again, and that would be the second straight series that would happen. Yeah, it's and this is this is not a team the champs that you want to go down to because they they've learned how to take care of business. You know, game one notwithstanding they 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 know what it takes to win in the postseason they've already beaten this islander team last year so it's not like this is a team they have to overcome like they had overcome columbus and so i think the islanders need to take care of business use that huge raucous crowd to their advantage because that is their biggest advantage that they have if you look man for man position for position the teams are even or in in most respects actually the champs are ahead of the islanders but that that twelfth that that seventh player on the ice, you know, isn't on the ice. It's in the crowd, and the crowd, as we've experienced, can really pump that team up. Yes, I agree. That crowd's going to be electric and rocking tonight here in Nassau Coliseum. 
you know, we both firsthand experienced in game four against the Boston Bruins in the last round. We know what this crowd can do. And we said crowds bring hockey to life. Yeah, we lost right here, no doubt, for sure. Oh, I see a couple of Lightning fans making their way through the uh, crowd here at the Marriott. You, you might want to guard them. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're in enemy territory tonight. It's, uh, you know, but the Lightning fan, like the Islander fans travel and the Habs fans travel as well because, um, you know, we saw it in Vegas the last two games. The Blue Blanca Rouge was on display. Yes, yes, yes. So do you want to indulge me and all the folks out there and give us a glimpse of some of the raucous fans who are tailgating at this point or the crowd just yeah, starting to build up? Turn the camera around. All right, I can see some people behind you. There we go. There we go. See, the Islander fans represent because they can tailgate in two places. They can pay the money and tailgate in the Coliseum parking lot, or they can be over at the Marriott, you know, uh, if they have their Marriott card and they want I the twenty three ninety five buffet. This is why this building is so great. You got you can tailgate at the Marriott, you can tailgate everywhere. It doesn't really matter. You could do anything anywhere. It, that's what this is. Uh, uh, that's what it's all about. You know, this is why it makes this building so special. You know, players hated walking, making this walk between the Marriott and Long Island. They the hated stroll of death. Some autographs. The, mar they, uh, the march of death for the opposing team. It is the march of death. It is the march of death. So it's crazy, you know. The, so, the so, so, grab me, so grab me some ruckus tailgaters. I need, to, I, need to, I need to get them on camera. Yeah, let's go. We'll bring it in. So everybody, Jimmy is strolling the parking lot. Uh, Islander fans are just getting settled in for their tailgates. They know how to do it. You know, no, no knock on you guys, Ranger fans, but you don't have a place to tailgate number one. We got Rockets fans behind me. There we go. There we go. Anybody want to yell and scream for us, or are they just kind of uh, staying incognito? I hear the DJ's got it all hump, pumping right over there right now. Hey, boys, we're live on the Air Mad Radio Network. We want to just get your thoughts on the game tonight. It's going to be tough, but I think, uh, I think the Islanders will be able to pull it out. Yeah, we got the Islanders tonight, right? Oh, definitely. Islanders in six in the series? Yes, Islanders in six. Absolutely. I like to hear it. I like. There we go, and Islanders in so six. We're, we're making our way around the parking lot here. The crowd is loud. What's up, man? Yo, what's going on? How do you like tonight's game? It's about I'm excited. I'm excited. So, Islanders tonight? Oh, yeah. All right. I like it. There we go. These Italian fans are into it here in the Nassau College Veterans Memorial Coliseum in the Marriott parking lot. They're everywhere. It's a, it's a great atmosphere. This is why you love coming to this place. Yeah, it's it's always it's always makes you scratch your head and say they're going to be able to take it to the new place out in Belmont. I know, right? Well, that's what I talk about Will about. Shout out to Will Cerucci, one of our boys. We did a post-game live from game four inside the Marriott. Uh, last game, we were talking about it. See if the atmosphere can come over to Belmont. They're hoping they can do it. You know, that blue and orange army is uh, crazy, and they're ready to go. So well, You always fear that happening because, you know, as we learned, the Yankees weren't able to really bring it across the street when they put their new building up. So there's always that fear, you know, when you, put, when you go to a new house that it's going to bring your, your mystique and aura with you. Well, it's happened everywhere. Just look at it around the National Hockey League. Even the Montreal Canadiens could not find the magic again inside the Bell Center. This year, they get a nice run. They'll get their fans back. But those ghosts have not traveled from the forum. More, more importantly, can they smuggle me over the border? 
No, I mean, if the border was open, me and you'd be going across the building right now. <laughs> that is that is spot on if that was the case. <laughs> Ronnie Grossman, shout out to Ronnie. Ronnie would be uh, our tour guide slash host. <laughs> Absolutely be staying at Ronnie Grossman's house, no doubt. But, you know, get it, let's talk about the Habs for a minute before we get back to the Islanders. You know, they come back, they tie the series 1-1 with Vegas. Uh, Montreal played really well last night. Again, they do it well with the lead. You notice in game one, they did not play well when they had to come back and trail. And they didn't play like the team that played on their yeah, seven-game winning streak. They looked a little flat. Carey Price still looked good. But Vegas exposed their rust. But in game two, the Habs got the lead, and they never relinquished it because of Carey Price and Shea Weber. Uh, I, 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 I agree. Carey Price obviously played like a Hall of Famer. Shea Weber looked like 2010 version of Shea Weber. But more importantly, Petri Dish. The man with the red no, Petri, eyes. Man, what happened with his eyes, man? Uh, it was, uh, I, I, I was told through sources that it was, uh, like a blood vessels bursting in his eyes. Like, like one of those things, not conjunctivitis, nothing, nothing contagious or anything like that. It might've been from medication, whatever the case may be. But, uh, the, the man who looked like an albino was really dominant yesterday and yeah, he didn't he miss did. a beat. I mean, he looks like, he looked like, um, an X-Men out there with those eyes. He, he, he played well though. I mean, he played well, you know, the Montreal Canadiens. Defense is a lot better when Jeff Petrie's in the lineup, and it showed last night. And, boy, what a goal by Paul Byron in the second period to make it 3 nothing to pretty much seal the deal. Backhand, backhand, bar down, man, that was pretty darn good. You know, I, I think I think Flower actually took a little bit of a gamble that he didn't need. He could have played that back a little bit, but we'll take it. Yeah, I agree, you know. But, look, you know, that series is going back to Montreal, tied at 1-1-1. You know what? I'm going to make my way over to the boys over here. These were the guys. These guys trolled the Boston Bruins for Game Six. We got, we got. It's Bourbon Street here in the in the parking lot right now. The Saint guys are here when they played the Saints go marching in. There you go. I, I I need I need some really really intuitive questions to ask these guys. Like number one, I I want I want to know like what who they think is going to score that first goal. And number two, I want them to tell me who's in net tonight, not the Russian goalie who catches with his left hand. Yeah, exactly. We'll get these guys in here. I'm sure it's going to be Simeon, but uh, you never know. I got a question for you. Mr. Braden Point seems to score a lot of playoff goals. Would we not agree to that? What's the question for me? So, okay, we know Mr. Braden Point seems to score a lot of playoff goals. Do you know who seems to assist on most of them? Uh, Nikita Kucherov. Do you know that they, too, have the highest percentage of one-two combinations assisting on other people's goals in the playoffs. History. They are number one. Wow, that's crazy. That's a stat of the day. Do you know who number two is? Who is number two? Most obvious number two, Gretzky Curry. Gretzky Curry. Gretzky Curry. It's pretty good to be in that company. It's great great company to be in, Gretzky Curry. Did you know? Wait a minute. I got a did you know for you. So the Vegas Golden Knights are playing – the first game at the Bell Center since January 18, 2020 is the first time that they will make their trek across the border, right? Right. I was there for the last time the Vegas Golden Knights played the Montreal Canadiens inside the Bell Center. Excellent. Excellent piece of trivia. And I bet you and I both wish we could be there tomorrow night. If, if, if anything, I would love to be inside the building tomorrow night for that game 
for for Vegas and Montreal. There's going to be about thirty five to five thousand fans in the, that building tomorrow night. It's I have thirty five hundred. Yeah, so I mean, it's not the ten thousand we all expected, but it's you know, it's something. But but based on the, but based on the exchange rate, thirty five hundred Canadian fans would that be five thousand American fans? Yeah, I mean something like that. <laughs> I guess. I guess. So pull somebody on. I want to I, I, I pull some pull some rabid fans on, man. We got We got to show some more. Who you want? Where you want me to go? I get get me the craziest looking rabid fan that you got out there. All right. Somebody All right. who's like gonna bring it. All right. Let me let me walk this way. Over somebody who's going to bring it. All right. So while I'm walking, and I want to know who that person's favorite fan is, and if it matches the number on the back of their jersey. Ooh. Okay. I like that. All right, so while we walk and talk. Get me somebody who's going to champion Matty Barzell because that man's been scoring goals like we asked him to. He has been, you know. He even yesterday, definitely. even even the other day, even in game two in a losing cause, he still scored. Yeah, four goals in five games for Mr. Barzell. He stepped up his level of play along with the Killer Bees line, that third line, and obviously the energy line that always brings it. And I have to give a shout-out to Nick Letty and Scott Mayfield. They have stepped up their games in this playoff. Maybe Scott Mayfield, very underrated. And Ryan Pollock and Adam Pollock is playing well. And, you know, Andy Green still getting it done, but he's in his position where he needs to be, which is third-line defense. There but you as, go. We, as we make our way over to the fans, you know, Montreal get to split in Vegas, something they needed to do. They haven't – they've looked good, but they have to play with the lead. Eventually, they're going to have to come back and win a game, right? I look at it this way. You know, I, I thought this was going to be a long series. I didn't think anyone was going to sweep it or be short. I think even though Montreal's home and you optimally would like to win two games at home and go up three to one, I'd take a split, keep it 2-2, two, two, and just keep splitting back and forth and then roll the dice in a game seven because they've already proven they can win in the fortress. Yo, this guy's got a Barzell fisherman's jersey on. I see to my left. Yeah, is, isn't the fisherman jersey in in uh, in Islander law a taboo to wear? Yeah, does that right? Yeah, I think I thought Lou was going to outlaw it from the parking lot. Yo, we got some decent fans over here. Let me walk this way. No yeah. crazy fans over here. Let me go back to let me go back to that Marriott because that's where the, the crazier fans were. Yep, get some crazy fan. I know they're they're all shaping up for their for their tailgates and stuff like that. And I know you got to get ready to go in because you got a game, and I actually have a we have a our tournament draft at eight o'clock. So one Jim one Jim Barrett will find out who takes him. <laughs> yeah, who's taking me is what I want to know. My goal first overall. It's a good question. It's a good question. I I think I should go first overall. To be honest, <laughs> uh, you have to get your agent on that. I know. Well, I got him on that already. Don't worry about that. But no, seriously, it's uh, it's crazy here at Nassau College. We got fans. It's a conference. There you go. See, New York Islanders fans are crazy. Let me see that. I got to, I got to see that crazy vehicle, or they just blow right by you. They just blew by by me. Well, he's going where I'm walking. So, but you know, it's interesting for me because in the Islanders, they've lost two game threes now. In, in the first two series, and this is a must win for them. I just don't think they have the ability to come back down 2-1 against a team like Tampa. You can't – you're going to be playing with danger. They did against Boston, but Boston was beat up. 
Tampa has more depth and knows what it takes to win. Tonight, they got to pull the trigger and get that W. Yeah, I think when the key thing here in any series is, and Coach Jay would always echo this, and I'm going to just say it for him, is goaltending, obviously, number one. And Vasilevsky is not too Rask. Leave it at that. Leave it at that. No. No, he is not. He is not too Rask. Vasilevsky's the best goalie in the world for a reason. Of course, that, of course, that guy wearing the blue block and rouge at Rouge is, is, is not too far behind. <laughs> no, agreed, agreed. Well, there's a guy with a Carey Price jersey on here. Oh, you got to throw that guy in. I got to ask this. Like, it's like, I just, I just need to know, like, like what, what makes someone tick to wear a Carey Price jersey to a, to a neutral type of game like that? Well, I got to go find them now because I just saw All right, don't, Carey don't Price. Go, just give me one more fan before we say goodbye to everybody and we get you on your way in the building. And I'm expecting you'll be doing a nightcap recap from there as well. Oh, you know the nightcap recap is going to be live from tonight. It's got to be live from the building. No, 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 no car, no car cap recap. It's got to be building. Oh, it's going to be like the last time. See, see, Perfect. Perfect. Wow, there he is. All right, here we go. Here we go. Lightning fans and Islander fans drinking behind me. Lightning fans, or are they just like devil? Are they Ranger South fans? They might be Ranger South fans. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. All right, wait a minute. All right, here we go. Here we go. I found a dude with the Carey Price player right. t-shirt. Bring him on. You want to talk to him? I want to talk to him, man. All right. Yo, Did you just get ready for next, next series? Or? I got. We're doing a live radio show, the Mad Radio Network. Here, we want to ask you a question. What's the deal with the Carey Price jersey? Gotta know. Finals. It's got to be Canadians Islanders. All right. right now, man. Like there we the go. Jersey. There we go. He lost a bet. He lost uh, a bet. I like, uh, I like the jersey, though. We like it. All right. All right. There he is, man. He says Canadians Islanders in the finals. There you go. I'm, I'm, I'll sign up for it right now. 100%. I, I, told you, I told you over the weekend I'd sign up for – Hey, it's Brian Lawton just passed me. Did he really? But, uh, yeah, no. My, my heart says Islanders and Canadians. My head has always been telling me the Lightning and the Golden Knights. But I want to – I'm becoming a fan even though I'm a reporter and in the organization. I want to see the Islanders and the Canadians in the Stanley Cup final. Yep. Uh, we, 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 we sometimes think with the heart, and that's a good thing. It's why we root for the games. It's – that's why they're not played on paper. If they were played on paper, the Canadians have been playing golf weeks ago. So, you know, that's where it's got to be. It's got to be done on the ice. Grab me one more fan, and then let's uh, take it on out of here because I want to get you into that game, and I got to get in draft mode. So, let's, yeah, it's uh, seven o'clock. Pre-game, pre-game warm up is about thirty minutes or so away. Wait a minute. I got one fan. I know who I can get you. Because guess who I see? Who do you see? Will. Will Cherucci? Hey, Come here. Hey, Jim. Wait. Let's go. Yo, last word on hockey. Will Yo. Cherucci off the board. Yo. The right the Bienvenue. Yo, with Mark White. Mark, what's going on, bud? Let's go. What's on going on? Bienvenue. I see those Canadians. They tie the series up. They're looking good. Yeah. looking good right now. Carey Price on fire. So, quick question for you, buddy. Is game three the pivotal game right here? 
Yes, absolutely, 100%. You stole one game down in Tampa. You got to take control. They haven't won a game three yet this postseason, but I think tonight they do it. I agree they will. I think they're going to do it because I'm in the house. Islanders have not lost a game since I've been in the playoffs. So I'm going to roll with that. Yes. So I want to know the keys to winning game three for the Islanders. Wait, what was the question? The question was, I want to know what your top two or three keys are for the Islanders to win this game. It's one thing to say they're the good. Penalty box, they do. Number one, penalty box, number one. Number two, you got to go out there. You got to be physical. You got to lay the beef, as Butch Boring would say. You got to lay the beef. And then number three, you know, that third line. There's two lines that need to come through. And we know that Barcel's been playing great in the fourth line. We know the fourth line. But that Bailey, Bovillier, and Nelson line and the trade line of Pajot, Zajac, and Palmieri, I think they're going to have a very good game. Those are my three keys. All right, so a question for and you. What, what, what about – right, my question you. is, what if uh, Mr. Pajot's not in? Yeah, if Pajot's not in the lineup and Wallstrom's in, that's, that line still has to show up, right? Of course. Absolutely. Does that change the dynamic with Wall Street in, in the lineup instead of Pajot? I mean, look, listen, Pajot wins face-offs. He's a penalty killer. He can be on the power play. He's a very vital, vital piece to this Islander machine right now at this point in time. But understand this. I don't think Pajot's going to miss the game. I don't think so. I don't think Pajot's going to miss the game tonight. You heard from Barry during his post-game press conference. He sat him down for the final six minutes. And then the next thing you know, you know, He's probably back on the ice, practicing everything like that. They need him ready to go, everything like that. But hypothetically, let's answer your question there. If Wallstrom does start over Pajot, you're going to have Zajac in as that third center. Now, of course, when you see things going on, I mean, we got to see Filpula fill in the first year. Then they got Derek Broussard going in there in the second year. Now you got Zajac. If he does start over Pajot, We'll see, but I think Pajot's going to start tonight. That's just me personally. That's it well, right there. One more question for you before before Jimmy lets you go, which is sure. we, we've we come to the conclusion that playoff hockey has gotten better because the fans have been in the building in which we've seen more action, more hitting, just more passion. Compare to me, the Islander fan in the barn as compared to the Lightning fan in their building. Well, I'll tell you this. I've been to both arenas. I've been to Nassau for playoff hockey. However, I've been to Hamilton, but not for playoff hockey. What I will tell you is that the roof is lower here. The fans are tailgating right now. You don't get that vibe down in Tampa. There's a lot of bars and everything like that around there. But here, you can bring whatever beer you want, designated driver, everything of the sort. When you're in downtown Tampa, you got your hotels, everything like that people want to rush back to. You got nowhere to go here at right Nassau except your car at that point in time. So it's <laughs> well, going to be a atmosphere, a raucous <laughs> crowd. We can't wait to rock the barn. Jim knows it. I know it. Let's That's go it. Islanders, baby. Let's go Islanders. You heard it from the man right here. That's it. Hey, post game again in the Marriott? Yes, sir. Post game in the Marriott. Post game on the Marriott on Instagram. Win or lose. Win or lose. Win or we'll lose. Be, we'll be there. We will be there. Go right. Todd. Well, Jim, thanks. <laughs> Hop it up. Always a pleasure. All right, so there you go, Will Jimmy. Jimmy, big Islanders fan. What? I said, sign us out, baby. All right, let me get back to my original post in front of the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. 
here for game three between the New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is Jim Berenger. We just talked with Will Cerucci, big time Islanders guy, featured in a post by one of our friends. We're going to be post-gaming on Instagram with him. This has been the last word on hockey, season two, episode 26. Again, live, talking with fans, talking with everybody. From the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum, I'm your host, Jim Berenger. Mark Weiss in studio. Peace out. Enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy it all.